and welcome to the 31st episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at Food and frightening film fanatics.podbean.com. Before we begin, just a reminder heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't watched these movies. This week we're doing something slightly different. I've created a new segment called Addendum, and it will be for movies that are released after we already discussed the main franchise. These will obviously be much shorter than our usual episodes since we're just talking about one movie. We'll discuss how the uh, latest edition fits into the overall mythology um, and then anything else that's come up since we last uh, talked about the movies. Today's topic is Annabelle Comes Home and it hit theaters June the 26th. You may remember we covered the Conjuring franchise back in Episode 7, so fairly early in this podcast. And for those of you who are not aware, all of these movies are taken from the case files of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Lorraine was a clairvoyant, and Ed was the only demonologist recognized outside the Catholic Church. They investigated thousands of cases beginning in 1952 and continued through the 80s. And they include such famous cases as the Amityville Horror. And, of course, that's when the Lutz family moved into the house after the DeFeo family murders. Um, They also investigated a haunting in Connecticut, the Snedeker family. There's a great 2009 movie starring Virginia Madison about that case. And it involves a family who unknowingly moves into an old funeral home. And it's very well done. I highly recommend it. The Annabelle doll is based on a possessed Raggedy Ann doll uh, who was kept under glass in the Warrens Museum inside their house um, because I guess uh, demons can't escape glass enclosures. I never really understood that one, but whatever. That's what happened. And Ed passed away in 2006, and Lorraine passed away this year. I believe she was 92, um, and before... This year, she had made cameos in several of the Conjuring movies, so uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, Annabelle Comes Home is the sixth movie in the franchise. First-time director Gary Dobman was previously screenwriter for the first two Annabelle films and The Nun, so he definitely knows his way around the Conjuring universe. And the movies, just to recap so that we know the... uh, how everything fits together. The movies that came before Annabelle Comes Home are number one, The Conjuring from 2013, The Perone Family, which is Roger, Carolyn, and their five girls move into a new house in Connecticut in 1972. Things don't go well. The mother becomes possessed. Oh, and she's played by Lily Taylor. Um, Bathsheba, who is an old demon witch possessed something or another, wants Carolyn to kill her children. I guess she thinks she has too many kids. So the Warrens are called in to help, and um, they eventually are able to um, save the family. 
Um, on a side note, at the beginning of the movie, their dog would not go into the new house. So if you have a dog and he won't go into a new house, you should drive away quickly. I think the dog also ended up getting killed, so that was sad. Uh, number two is Annabelle from 2014. This is a prequel to The Conjuring. So Annabelle, as we everyone knows by now, is a haunted doll. And this movie is still the weakest uh, entry in the franchise, in my opinion. Uh, some people say it's The Nun, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't like this one much. So Mia Form is pregnant, and she also loves dolls. And her husband, John... Um, finds an Annabelle doll, which he gives to her as a gift. I'm not sure why he would do that, because did he look at the doll? That doll is hideous looking. But that's what he did. And um, meanwhile, the possessed daughter of the people next door runs into the form's house one night after murdering her parents while the police are after her, and she slits her throat and the demon goes into the doll. So, yada, 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 the doll wreaks havoc um, on the couple, it, and it eventually gets sent back to a doll shop where a woman buys it for her daughter, Debbie, and Debbie is the nursing student who is discussing the doll in the opening scene of The Conjuring movie, the first movie, and also in the opening scene of Annabelle Comes Home, so that's a nice tie-in. Number three, The Conjuring 2 from 2016. It's based on the Warrens' dealings with the Enfield hauntings in the UK. And in 1977, the Hodgson family, which is a single mother and four children, um, definitely needed some ghost-busting help. And it first looked like it might be a scam orchestrated by the oldest daughter, whose name was Janet. Um, then it ended up being some old guy who died in the house who wanted to stay there um but nope actually what it was was it was a demon valak who has appeared in a number of the movies so valak is trouble um i don't know if it's a he she it i don't know what it is but uh anyway so valak is valak will show up again number four annabelle creation from 2017 this one is a prequel to Annabelle and tells how the, daughter, how the doll was created. So it's 1955, and a couple who are played by Anthony LaPaglia and Miranda Otto open their home uh, as an orphanage for girls. The one warning they have for the girls is not to go in a locked room that belonged to the couple's deceased daughter, who was named, surprise, Annabelle. So what do the girls do? Yep, you guessed it. So, um, the father was a doll maker, and he made the original doll. Um, and then Sister Charlotte, it's important for a tie-in, Sister Charlotte uh, is there taking care of the kids, but she previously was at the Carta Monastery, and that's where Valak hung out. So, that's the tie-in to the next movie, which is going to be The Nun. So, lots of craziness happens. It's a pretty good movie. I thought it was pretty suspenseful. Uh, lots of people get killed. Eventually, the girl who survives, Janice, becomes possessed. And she ends up in an orphanage. And then later, as an adult, she returns to kill her adopted parents, who are Pete and Sharon Higgins, 
who lived next door to John and Mia Form. And then that's where the action picks up in Annabelle. So another good tie-in. Um, and then the last movie, as I already said, is the, before Annabelle Comes Home, is The Nun from 2018. And in Romania in 1952, there's lots of strange things happening at that monastery I just mentioned. Sister Irene is sent by the Vatican to investigate, uh, and she's there helping a priest. And she is played by Vera Farmiga's in real life sister, Taisha Farmiga, who is in American Horror Story. Um, and then the culprit, of course, is the demon Valak. And Valak, I'm sure, will be around for many, many movies to come, depending on how long this franchise goes. Next up in development is a third Conjuring movie. It's supposed to be out in September next year. And then also The Crooked Man. I'm not sure what the date is on that one. So Rotten Tomatoes scores for Annabelle Comes Home. Critics gave it a 64%. Audiences gave it a 70%, which is, is not bad for a horror movie. Um, the music for most of the Conjuring franchise is by Joseph Bassara, and I'll play Annabelle's theme in a second, um, but it was also incorporated into the main Conjuring theme, but I think I'll save that one for the next Conjuring movie. So here is... Annabelle's theme song, also called Music Box. Next up, the plot for Annabelle Comes Home. The movie opens in 1971, and Ed and Lorraine are talking to some nursing students about Annabelle, as I already said a second ago, and they were terrorized by the doll, and so the Awards agree to take it with them and seal it in their museum. So they head out with Annabelle in the backseat of the car, and I don't know why they don't put the doll in the trunk, because it's just freaky sitting back there staring at them, but sitting in the back seat. And then their car stalls, and unfortunately, it's across, right across from a cemetery. So, very, very bad. Um, Ed is almost run over by a truck. Um, a bunch of spirits drop in to talk to Lorraine, and it's then that she realizes that Annabelle is a beacon for spirits, ghosts, de demonic entities. 
um, and that the doll itself is not possessed and no entity permanently um, is attached to it, but that it just uh, enhances anything that's around it. And um, Lorraine also makes a point of saying that demons don't possess things, only people. Uh, the Warrens build a glass case made out of church glass in their locked basement, which is, um, I think, referred to as the Museum of Demonology uh, for the doll. And then they seal it inside after the priest uh, does several blessings of it. And then they also, inside their museum, have a priest come at least, I think, once or twice a week to bless everything. And the sign on the lock cabinet that Annabelle is sealed into says, absolutely, positively, don't open. We next follow the Warren's 12-year-old daughter, Judy, at school. And the other kids make fun of her because of what her parents do, and there was an article in the paper about them. And Judy has also inherited her mother's clairvoyant abilities and sees lots of dead people. So I'm sure that is very unnerving, especially for a 12-year-old. And the Warrens um, have to go out of town for something, so they ask Mary Ellen, who's played by Madison Eisman, to babysit uh, Judy for the night, and she's a responsible, upstanding teenager. Too bad we can't say the same for her BFF, Daniela, who is played by Katie Sarif, and... Uh, she initially seemed like a bad girl, but then we feel sorry for her because she turns out she was driving a car that was in an accident and killed her father, and she feels very responsible for that. But the girl is still trouble. Uh, she wants to contact her father desperately and tell him she's sorry, but she definitely should not have unlocked the door to the museum, or there's multiple, multiple locks on the door, and she definitely should not have opened Annabelle's case. Because then you know what happens. So all of the spirits from all of the artifacts in their museum start wreaking havoc on everyone and chasing them around. And Annabelle appears here, there, and everywhere in the house. Um, just seeing that doll staring at you is pretty unnerving. And so they terrorize the three kids and then next door neighbor, whose nickname is Balls, um, comes over at some point and they terrorize him too. And Danielle, uh, get, Daniela gets possessed by an evil wedding dress, which is one of the artifacts in the museum. And she chases them around a while. Judy tries to cram Annabella back, Annabelle back in the case, but the door won't shut. And just then an unpossessed Daniela, because she got unpossessed because they turned on a um, movie of Ed doing an exorcism, which apparently exercised her as well. <coughs> I'm not sure how that works. I'm a little fuzzy on that. But now she's not possessed, so she helps Judy shut the case, and then that everything else settles back down because um, Annabelle's locked in there, and Judy says the evil has been contained. Then the girls decide they're going to come clean to Ed and Lorraine about what they've done, well, what Danielle has done, when they return. And in the touching moment, Lorraine tells Daniela that she has spoken to his father and he does not blame her. And then all of the kids who previously said they couldn't make Judy's birthday party because they thought she was weird show up 
and I guess they all live happily ever after, at least for a little while until the next movie. So it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty uplifting movie. So quick uh, recipes, and then I will um, have a few concluding thoughts. So for the recipe, the Warrens lived in Connecticut. So in honor of them, here's a few foods that hail from the nutmeg state. And these are from onlyinyourstate.com and foodnetwork.com. Steamed cheeseburgers. No grilling required here. I didn't even know steamed cheeseburgers existed, so I wouldn't mind having one of those. Um, a pizza, and it's pizza with the letter A in front of it. Apparently this is thin crust, extra crispy with hot oil, and this is from New Haven. And there's also a clam pizza that is supposedly very good as well. Warm lobster rolls. And don't get these confused with the cold lobster salads that uh, Connecticut's neighbors have. These are warm lobster rolls and best dipped in butter. Hot dogs. Apparently hot dogs are very big in Connecticut. And two of the most fl famous places for them are uh, Capital Lunch, which is in New Britain, and Super Duper Weenie in Fairfield. And then lastly... I uh, just wanted to mention that something I didn't know, Subway, the, um, you know, the sandwich chain was started in Connecticut and is now the world's largest fast food uh, chain. So go figure. Um, those weren't actually recipes, but just like different things that I had never heard of. So you might want to check some of those out on those two sites. And then in conclusion, um... To be honest, Annabelle Comes Home, I would give it a slight thumbs up. This is basically a babysitter in peril movie, which we've seen many variations of many times before. Um, the only difference here, well, as you know, the babysitter arrives, bad things happen, yada, yada, yada. The only difference here is that they have a basement full of demon-possessed artifacts that they have to contend with. I personally wanted to see more of Ed and Lorraine than we got to see, so Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, and they are really who keeps me coming back in this franchise, and at least we got to see some of them in the beginning and the ending of the movie, and hopefully we'll see lots more of them in Conjuring 3. Um, I also think it might have been better if someone in this movie had been killed. Sorry, Daniela. Uh, but unlocking that doll and almost getting everyone else killed was a really bad move, even though, yes, I know you're grieving for your father. But it seems that this movie's geared more towards the teen or the tween market, so that wouldn't happen. This is basically a feel-good movie. Um, on a positive note, there are some really good jump scares and fake jump scares in this movie, and I also really enjoyed the actress who played Judy, um, the acting is what pushed it over for me uh, to give it a slight thumbs up. So I thought the, the actors were really good. And the, the actress who plays Judy is McKenna Grace. And she was excellent. And she also plays young Theo in The Haunting of Hill House and a young Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And she's been in lots of other stuff. So definitely very talented. I can't wait to see what she does next. But all in all... Um, this movie didn't really need to be made. 
Uh, we've had two movies about Annabelle thus far. I mean, I don't think we needed a third one. Um, and also, I didn't learn anything new about the Conjuring universe from this movie, and that's what I was hoping for going into it. Although, from the artifacts we briefly saw, the wedding dress, the black shuck, which is a werewolf-type creature, the fairy man, the Japanese samurai uh, armor, a possessed TV set, the Philly Millie, which is um, a evil children's game. And it is rumored that the Warren's encounter with the black shuck or werewolf is going to be at least part of The Conjuring 3, so I hope that's true, and if so, this was a good introduction to that. But we, you know, we just really saw all everything in there briefly, and we had seen many of it before in the previous movies. Um, so I hope that in going forward they will focus more on some of the other cases, because I think Annabelle's been done to death, to be honest. I don't think there's anything else you can say about her that hasn't already been said. So, so that's my thoughts on Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, like I said, I gave a slight thumbs up. It's a feel-good movie, and uh, not really, if you're into hardcore horror, you're not going to be happy with it. But I'm very interested to see what happens in the third Conjuring movie, so waiting on that. And that's it. Until next week, um, stay safe. And if you see a doll locked in a case that says, absolutely, positively, don't open, take my advice and run quickly in the other direction, you will thank me later. So thanks again. Talk to you next week.